Welcome, one and all. You have just entered the Tom and Tofu podcast experiment. First word in entertainment, attainment, where we explore the universe, our minds, and much more. So come along with us to the edge of all that is possible. What's up, mother fathers? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Tommy here, here with Chris Topher. How you doing, Chris Topher? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm just uh, very distracted by the visuals that you put up. Yeah, once again, Tommy's just... Killing it. Killing it with the with the uh, visuals, with the, what is this, the essence, the, I don't know, the aura. The aura, the mood, mood setting. Yeah. My goal is to be able to get our own visuals and our own... I was just thinking lo-fi that. music going. Looking at this right now, I'm like, this is the aesthetic that I want to see the future in our podcast future and beyond. This kind of theme. Yeah, we should put a link to this on Twitter. We will. We Whoever can. made this is great. I just I just turned this on. We'll link this on Twitter, guys. Check this out. Tom and Topher, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know what it is. And also, if you're in Mountain View. Message us. Who are you? Yeah, come on, dude. Stop. Tom and Topher. Dude, What's up? Dude at, DM us. Let us know who you are. Because you're you listen listening to, to everything. Our, yeah. And we love you for it. Yeah. Bless we you. want to put a face to the... And we want to shout you out. We shout out all our listeners. Mm-hmm. So uh, let us know who you are. Just be like... Just send us a message that says Mountain View. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get so many messages that say Mountain View. <laughs> I'm Spartacus. <laughs> no, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> All right. So, first things first. Uh, we're going to be talking about this man a lot today, and rightly so. But uh, Kanye West dropping an album tonight or tomorrow. Hopefully in 10 minutes. Yeah, I don't know how this Eastern Pacific time works, but I'm pretty sure... If he drops it at 12 o'clock Eastern time, it drops 9 o'clock Pacific time. So hopefully that happens. Um, I just saw that he uh, Chance the Rapper brought him out in a concert tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, I wonder if they showed any of his That's songs. That's kind of cool. Do you like Chance the Rapper, or have you not really bit. heard I've listened to a couple of songs. I like Zannies and Foolies or something, I think it's called. He had one album that came out like years ago that it was super underground and nobody really, he was getting famous, but nobody really knew who he was. And uh, I liked a couple songs on there. They were right, but I haven't really listened to him much lately. He's just blowing up. Yeah. That's how he caught my interest. I see him all the time on, I follow XXL Magazine on Twitter and I feel like Every fifth post is about him. Yeah, he's blowing up, and Kanye's the guy who put him on. I'm pretty sure. Huh. Have to dive into that one. But you had a you had a topic that you wanted to cover today, and it's one that I hold dear to my heart. I did, but I also have a couple of things that we need to talk about first. Oh, oh. Got oh. some real serious shit. Let me get close to the mic. Yeah. What do we got? Some mic etiquette. Well, no. Yeah, sorry. I probably have the worst mic etiquette in this, in the whole length of our show. Yeah, probably. We started Except out for Francisco. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> we do. It's actually cool to have him off in the distance. I remember... He's our tech guy. <laughs> He's our intern. I remember we were talking, and then I could see you in the show, like, get totally distracted in the middle of a, a thought, and then after the show, you would just... Yell at him. <laughs> I never yelled at him. Well, I never like yelled at him in your way. How you yeah. like? You're smiling, but you're just like twenty percent serious. I'm like p- piercing your brain. Yeah, you have like a death. It's <laughs> a good thing. It's a good thing to have. Well, here's the thing. We were fresh off the boat with this stuff, and I needed every ounce of concentration to be able to pull pull off a podcast. Yeah. We were very, we were very uh, nervous people at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, as cool and awesome and confident as we seem, like as alpha 
which we're going to talk about later, as alpha Ugh. as <laughs> as we seem. We were a couple betas in that moment. We were. Little softies, little snowflakes. Melting away. Yeah. I miss Francisco, though. Me too. I wonder if anybody else out there misses Francisco. He's just a good contributor. And a good guy. He was. We need to get him back on the podcast. Yeah. We should just kidnap him. Yeah. We'll rent, we'll rent a, uh, a U-Haul van. Specifically a van. <laughs> just roll up. To his Why? house and just Why Chris? Why a van? Because hmm? that's what everyone kidnaps someone in. <laughs> we get a Tahoe. Hey, you know what? Even better, even better, even better. We could rent a Tahoe with tinted windows and pull up like we're CIA agents. Mm-hmm. And he's like on the run. I don't know. It's something cool in my head. <laughs> hey, Oktoberfest. Yeah. It's rolling around, it's my coming guy. Up. We got the Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest here. Cheers to delicious. that. <clears throat> I love it. I feel like the South Sierra Nevada should taste year-round. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like a sweet, barky taste. I'm also into delayed gratification. Makes things taste and feel, smell, and Wait, look what? better. Delayed gratification. What about it? Uh, how this only comes out once a year, so you gotta wait for it. Oh yeah. And when you finally taste it, you're like, yeah, mm, that's yeah. so good. That's how this stuff gets you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, but uh, last week's episode was pretty nice. We had my buddy Logan on. Missed that guy already. Yeah, we need to have him on more. Come back, come back, Logan. We miss you. He traveled far and wide to be here. So thank you, my guy. It was great meeting you. It's great hanging out with you. We had a couple brews, a couple did. brats. We drove on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, we went downtown, sat, showed him around. I do we wish, or I do wish we could have gone more into like the foresty area, but that's okay. It's all right. We hit the city hard. A couple city boys. We did. It was fun. I feel like uh, downtown Sacramento is underappreciated. It's got yeah. a good food scene. It's got endless bars to go to endless. that are cool yeah like the dive bar I feel like if you're out of town you know what that is like we take it for granted but we have a bar here that has actual take mermaids actual mermaids in it swimming in the walls and ceilings yeah and a huge aquarium a human sized aquarium There's where mermaids, mermaids are just swimming and they and you, you get you get faded enough that shit can be fun mm-hmm I mean, it's fun already, but you you get faded enough and you see some Ariel looking at you waving. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hi. Dude, she waved at Dude. Dude. Should I go talk to her? Where's, <laughs> where's their dressing room? No, you can't go in the dressing room. You'll get thrown out. No, she waved at me. You don't get it. You she don't waves it. at everyone. That's what she's paid to do. They have the coin op here? Yeah. That's in Which? San Diego or LA. I can't remember. What? Coin op. Is it like a chain thing? I think so. But there's a there's a few <clears throat> in California. Like two or three of them. Well, what it is is a, it's like an arcade bar. So there's just a bunch of games. It's not like a Dave & Buster's. It's more like a actual it's like bar. An old, it's an old school arcade. Yeah, old school arcade. That's with what a it new is. school bar in it with awesome pizza and grub. Yeah, the pizza's really cool. Because I didn't, I didn't know they served like... It felt like something from Toy Story once you get... Yeah, I was just thinking that. There's a a beer they serve there called Pizza Port. It reminds me of um, fuck that arcade they go to in Pizza Planet. Pizza Planet, yeah. Dude, Toy Story is nostalgic for me. Yeah, I love Toy Story. I haven't seen the newest one, and everybody, yeah, everybody says it's so good. I liked it. It was weird. The last two, this one, the most current one, and the one prior, were both like. Kind of dark, a little bit sad. Yeah. Well, like, so is life nowadays. <clears throat> yeah, well, Toy Story 3, one scene that stuck out was when they're all about to go into that incinerator and they all look at each other like, there's no way we're getting out of it. And then they like all hold hands and just accept yeah. their fate. I'm like, holy shit. This is, <laughs> this is Toy Story. And we're <laughs> dwelling deeply on death, and accepting you're just death. Crying. Yeah, as an adult. As a 25-year-old man, I was crying. Yeah, that or, was or a very... 
that scene and a couple of the like that that bad guy was evil. Mm-hmm. Like Zerg was normal evil. Yeah, he was like cartoony. Yeah, like he had a good side, like a Darth Vader type figure. Mm-hmm. Like he was good. He's kind of a joke. Yeah, and that yeah that kind of made it okay for kids to watch. And then nowadays they're just like going ham with that. I don't know. I feel like Pixar's not the same. After the Jobs died? Yeah, Mr. Jobs. Reading his autobiography right now in the chapter I'm on. Talks about a lot of things, but it went through like the beginning of Pixar. Well, Pixar has been around forever, but when he got involved with Pixar and how he dealt with Disney, crazy stuff, crazy strings he pulled. And Disney wasn't like really taking it seriously. And he, um, if you know anything about him, he has insane attention to detail and is ruthless to get his way on things. And he did the exact same thing he did with, you know, the Mac in the 80s that he, um, that he did with Pixar. And, you know, he's, in my opinion, he's the reason why Pixar is what it is today. Well, actually, there's no doubt. It's without argument. Of course, like the John Lasseter and all the um, employees with Pixar, of course, there wouldn't be one without it. But he is what enabled them to get into the spotlight and become what it is today. Well, he's like... His ideas are taken for granted now, but he revolutionized not only, like, phones and computers and stuff, but, like, the modern workplace, how people um, in other companies decided to, I don't know, kind of change the way that they work and come up with creative ideas. For example, like... Some of the Google campuses and stuff like that, you just see, like, people working out and sleeping and mm-hmm. riding around on these crazy-looking bikes and going and playing tennis. And, like, it's all just that type of creativity changed everything. And Yeah. <clears throat> he and... Um so I, I'm reading his autobiography and I'm also watching Bill Gates, the what's it called? Bill Gates Mind or Bill Gates Brain on Netflix. And both he and Bill Gates, when they want to solve a problem or work something out, they go for a long walk. And I feel like I myself, I love going on walks. I like going on night walks, especially in like a nice, nice neighborhood. It helps my like clear my mind or work through a problem. But <clears throat> Both of them have that similarity, and both of them are are ruthless when it comes to enacting their ideas. And they're like major rivals. Major rivals, but they oddly work together a lot too. Yeah, like weird. Like um, uh, I was reading that they had like America and Russia. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for a time. For a time, yeah, exactly. Are you guys friends? Or that's a great example. That's a great example because or. A great analogy because, um, what's his name? Steve Jobs negotiated with Bill Gates to get like exclusive rights to Microsoft Excel and some of their other software in the, na- the 90s. And then that kind of reminds me of how the United States would use the Soyuz um, missile or Soyuz rocket to um, get you know astronauts to the space station mm-hmm. and back. And just the fact that we were allies then the cold war with them and then back to the berlin you know the berlin wall coming down and them getting rid of soviet russia and like it's just back and forth like and just in my lifetime it's like do you mean allies in world war Two? yeah okay and um and then uh you know just in my my lifetime it seems like every now and then it's just like are we homies or are we enemies or yeah. what's going on here I feel like the United States and America would be great homies I wish they'd just get over their beef I mean Russia and the United States what did I say United States and oh, America oh no 
Oh well, whatever. I've had a couple beers. A couple uh, and a lot of Thai food, so a little squirrely right now. That was good. That was good Thai food. Some Thai food. Shout out to Cha Thai. Cha Thai. That's Sacramento Thai in Rancho Cordova. Rancho Cordova, part of Sacramento County. Yeah. You know what's something that Logan said about Sacramento is, Sacramento seems like just a bunch of cities just pushed together, which it is. It really is. And he's like Folsom, Orangeville, Citrus Heights, Rancho Cordova. Granite Path, Granite, was Granite, it? Granite Bay's in Placer County. Is Roseville in Placer County? Yeah. Okay. But it's right next door. But it's door. still all, it's like, all right it's there. right next to us. It's yeah. like a couple, yeah, a whole other county is like right there. Mm-hmm. And then there's like Davis. Yeah. Is oh that Sacramento County? No. County? Is that his own thing? I don't think, I don't think it is. Sacramento County's huge, though. A lot of good places to live. Yeah, so far, ooh, I think Folsom is one of the best. Um, Folsom. There's some it's cool parts of County, downtown Sacramento where if you're rich enough, it'd be cool to live. What, and what's weird like about Sacramento is you'll be driving down one street and you can go from million dollar homes to bad neighborhood. And you like can go from blocks. homes that were built two years ago to homes that were built like 200 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. There's Old Folsom. It's a historic town from like the gold rush days. Yeah. Johnny Cash sung about the prison. Dude, going back, I've lived here for a few years now, but like somebody who loves history... Um, moving here was so cool, dude. Like, you go into bars here, and they just have pictures of, like, shit that was going on in, like, mm-hmm. what, the 1800s or something? Right, yeah. And uh, there's so much cool history, and nobody gives a shit about any of it. Yeah. And it's like, now that I've lived here for a few years, I feel that. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fulsome. Like, oh, Johnny Cash. And, like, dude, yeah, there was, like, a lot of shit going on here for a long time. But no. This place was like, this is our capital. This place was where we started. You know? Right. People in California, they came to Sacramento and dispersed. Mm-hmm. Well, like you go to Old Folsom and there's that old jail that's still there. All the buildings are there original from the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And then you go downtown and you're in the middle of like, you know, modern city. And then there's Sutter's Fort in the middle of it. You're, you ever see that? No. It's just a fort from the 1800s in the middle of Sacramento. Oh, maybe. It's yeah, got those I think big I tall have. white walls. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's I just have. like so subtle. It's where you're, it, yeah, you just drive around in Sacramento and all of a sudden there's like it's a where relic you go of in, history. In like third grade for like yeah. some sort of. I have a picture of me in, from, in kindergarten like sitting in one of the windows. Yeah. So there's fort. And there's the railroad museum in old Sacramento. You know what's a crazy story that Damn, we're getting deep into my childhood because I used to live here as a kid and I moved moved away. Is there any more? And I moved back. Yeah, there's one. Oh dang! No, but uh, like places like Donner's Pass. Oh yeah. You can like and like Sutter. What is it? Sutter's Mill or what's it called? Mm -hmm. Sutter's Sutter's Mill. Mill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many cool places around here. We should go. We should take field trips. We used to do that. Yeah, fuck, dude. I got a new car. Field trips, bro. Let's do it. What are we doing? I don't know. But we've got to do something about it. I feel like that was a lot of our hype at first. Like, we were posting so much cool stuff that we were doing. Yeah. I feel like we went up to that that, um, observatory and just got discouraged by the smoke that prevented us. Dude. It was closed. That was like... up. Then we had to say sorry on our next episode. Oh my god, that was discouraging. Let's that, start anew. Let's start anew. That was that was a different time. Mm-hmm. That was a whole different time. That's why I love these podcasts. Is you listen a year later and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. we were doing completely different things. Had completely different goals. Had Big no time. clue what we were. What was your di- what was your what were your goals at that time? I had a girlfriend of five or four and a half years or something at that time. 
I was very committed to having a life with her, so not having that at all is a completely different universe in itself. And um, I had no intention of furthering my career with Starbucks, which is looking pretty good right now. And yeah, I think that also I had, it's cool that we're still friends, but I had like Francisco and like, I remember Emily was a big part and like a lot of, uh, a lot of drama unfolded eventually that dispersed our friend Francisco from us. We never regained him. Yeah. We need to kidnap him back. Put him in a gimp suit and... (laughs) (laughs) Chain him to your bed. Force him to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Francisco in a gimp suit. (laughs) He'd like it. You'd like it. (laughs) He's that freak. (laughs) That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Talk. Talk, boy. <clears throat> we have hit probably two of the topics that I wanted to hit today. Hey, and I gotta take a pee-pee. Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's take a pee-pee break. All right. And we're back. Hey. He's done urinating. Yeah. Way to go. Way to stop the podcast. Hey, when you gotta go, you gotta go. And you win. Big time. All right, dude. What's up? We got some stuff to talk about. Right, let's we got talk some about stuff it. you've been avoiding. Seems. <laughs> I haven't. All right. I'm an open book, my man. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about, uh, first of all, Elon Musk. Love him. Love him. I am very excited about the spaceship. Yeah. The starship. That looks cool. It looks like something out of like a 1930s sci-fi magazine. Oh, yeah. The first thing I thought was, you're the man that I knew was going to come eventually to make the future look like the future. Mm-hmm. You were the man that, you were this like figure that I had in my dreams that I knew eventually would come to make like the world completely different. Right. And you know what? <clears throat> Flying cars and tall buildings and shit. Right. And his critics, I get so annoyed by him because I'm just, they talk and you see it on Twitter and you see like stories on the news about, they report every single accident that a Tesla has or something yeah. or, or a, um, a problem that one of his rocket launches had where it mm-hmm. didn't make it, you know, it blew up on re- re-entry or uh, when it was landing. And I'm just wondering, don't you know that you're going to go down to history as the people that were wrong, just like they were with Henry Ford, just like they were with Steve Jobs. Yeah. You're you're going to be those idiots that that they they show a montage of all the shit talking that happened. Will like it in, matter though? Like in um um Bohemian Rhapsody the movie. I think it starts off where it shows all their negative reviews that they're just like a, a copycat Led Zeppelin and mm-hmm. shit like that. And also has he not proven enough that he is capable of producing so many amazing innovations that we all think is like decades in the future like the dude owns um tesla which is about to release um a battery that can last you know a million miles i don't know if you saw that they're next year they're gonna release like a really a battery that has a really long life and then um the you know spacex is phenomenal and and this is one guy starting all these things. Like, yeah, he has his team, but without him, like, these things would never exist because he has the drive and he has the know-how and he knows how to get the right people together to make these things a reality. Who's the guy in Fallout who, like, he's your son, but he ends up becoming, like, the main guy who created the synths? Oh, the father? The father. Our father. What's his name? Uh Sean. It's like that type of figure, you know? Yeah. The man that changes everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, I believe that 
we're looking at like we watched in the last few years a man develop from just like a normal car producer into like way so he's going to become something that is way bigger than Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. He's going to get us to a whole nother planet. I believe that. Right. I believe like in the next 10 years it's possible that that I mean if not humans living on Mars, there will be AI everywhere on other planets. Right. Working, getting materials, starting up some sort of civilization that we could eventually go to. Yeah. Or you'll, you'll be able to experience other planets through VR with an AI machine that's there in real time. Work on your house, whatever you're doing there. Yeah. Send a robot to do your stuff. You can get on. You can... You can interact with this robot. You can uh, control the robot. You can. This robot is you on this other planet, and you're starting up your house or your life there. It's it gonna be. Me, it makes me giddy thinking about this stuff. I feel like a kid. It makes me happy because we believed coming up in the in the in the '90s and early 2000s that we were going to live in a world where there's flying cars and there's these mm-hmm. tall space buildings and on earth and like we're going to these other planets like the Jetsons or something and we believed that that was going to happen and the early 2000s have been such a disappointment mm-hmm. nothing happened we got these cool phones from Steve Jobs and like a couple dudes like Neil deGrasse Tyson know a few things about science but like we don't have flying cars we don't have, I mean, the closest thing we have right now is, like, drones that fly around and deliver packages. Well, there's actually, there's thing. yeah, we've had a lot of innovation since then. And it's been a lot of things that just make our life more convenient, like Uber and... And there are flying cars. Amazon. It's yeah. just not what it's I... Not it's not the Jetsons. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the flying cars that exist are basically just large quadcopter drones yeah with a cab that's what works best right now mm-hmm. I think if there are flying cars just to kind of um, go off topic I think if there were flying cars they should be strictly um, self-driving you should not have a human in control of that it's too easy that someone could fly into a building and like that many if it, if it like at oh, scale yeah. too many it would just get chaos. Mm-hmm. People flying into buildings and houses. Like, even Star Wars took that into consideration. Because things like um, in that race when Anakin was a little kid, mm-hmm. you know, that race with the pods at the end? Pod races, yeah. Um, he, the only reason Anakin could do that as a human was because he had so much of the... Uh, well, his metachlorine metachlor- counts were off the charts. Yeah, so humans were not, uh, they were not capable of driving such pods. That's true, that's true. You know, George Lucas got a lot of flack for introducing some type of biological aspect to the Force with metachlorines. You know, fuck anybody who has a problem with that. George Lucas was a is genius. a god. Guy, it was a genius. And you know what? I can see why some people were frustrated with him. We're going off topic so much, but who cares? I remember um, what I'm going to revert back to, so... Um, the dude went up against so much to get Star Wars, the original three, produced, that I have so much respect for him. Everyone thought he was crazy, and the crew that he had scoffed at him. They thought it was ridiculous. Even some of the actors thought it was ridiculous, and now look at it. Disney bought it for, what, $4 billion or more? There's like 85 of them now. Yeah. <laughs> Are they all good? No. But it is so deeply ingrained in American culture now. Yeah. Like the, the toys growing up. I don't know if you ever... It's a priority to keep them going. Right. Right now. It's important. Very important for us to get more Star Wars. Yeah. Disney sees dollar signs for a reason. Disney the, needs to buy Game of Thrones. I think <laughs> Just so. Just kidding. <laughs> That could never happen. Maybe one day. I was I was happy that they bought um, the rights to Star Wars until the last one came out. 
I liked that one. I liked that one but until it set in a little bit. I watched it again and I was like, it's actually a pile of crap. The newest one? Uh, the With like episode. Luke. Episode, what is it? With Luke? Yeah, with pile Luke. of shit. Yeah, garbage. Huge pile of shit. And I told you. I know. I, no, I know. dude, I this is wrong. crazy because wrong. before we were at, we ever hung out, I was wrong. I would come to work. I was we were just wrong. coworkers. We were what nothing but what lads. Else? Yeah, we were just lads. Just a couple lads coming to work, and I'd say, "Hey, bud, uh, I got a question for you, bud. What do you What do you think of the new Star Wars? Hey, bud, what do you uh, What do you think of that new Actually, Star Wars? I gave you shit for not liking it. Yeah, you thought I was being a hipster. Mm-hmm. You thought I was being uh-huh. just some sort of ignorant idiot. I don't know. But guess what? I gave you a good reason. I told you why I hated it. And you planted a seed, my man. Mm-hmm. You planted a seed. I think about things. You do. And here's why I think I hated it. I don't think I remember every reason why I hated it. I have a good reason. But this is this is what this was like the first new Star Wars that came. No. I liked The Force Awakens. I did it too. was the one after that. Mm-hmm. What was that? I don't know. It's so memorable. That's I, why. I, I can't even remember. Are you kidding me? I don't know the names of the new Star Wars. That's how much I hated it. Luke them. Rising or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was so disappointing. Luke's he Force an Rises. He was like a crotchety old man. And that stupid scene where he like pushes on the tit of a that alien thing and drinks the, the blue the milk. milk. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb. And but he burns, like, the sacred skull, scrolls or whatever. Man, I really wish... It. We need to have a whole podcast about Star Wars. We need to cut this off. I'm All done right. talking about this. Right. We're going to have a podcast Let's just about gears. Starbucks. Let's shift gears. I just said Starbucks. Star Wars and uh, the, the problems we have and the things we like. Because, come on now. That could easily be a full two hours. Tired of it tired of it and I need room to prepare okay because I have some real real problems with what's going on mm-hmm. 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 all right so let's just skibbity doodah right through these topics I got I had an idea and I had um, a revelation the other day and that was that go- the theory that what do you think about God given gifts first of all do you believe that you have a God-given gift to to play guitar? Or, like, do you think you have a God-given gift to, I don't know, yeah. podcast? Or, like, do the things that you enjoy? <clears throat> I think that Is I that had... Is that what you would call it? Do you believe it's really God-given from some God out there? I think that... Yeah, I definitely think that I was born with a different way of thinking, and I'm, I think that I have a gift of, all right, sorry, we had to pause there for a bit. <clears throat> what was your question again? Do I think I have a God-given gift? Do you think you have God-given gifts given from God? Like me personally, or like generally people have God-given gifts? both okay I uh, yeah I think so I think that I have I don't know is it nature versus nurture is it God like giving you a gift like God said Chris is going to be good at this yeah hmm yeah I think so okay do I have any proof for it no it's just all based on intuition that's just no all I wanted was an answer well, here's the thing. As a kid, I was told, Oh, wow, look at you. You're so good at this, and you're so good at that. You're so good at, uh, you know, like, you're so good at writing. You're so good at art. You're good at music. And then, guess what? When I wasn't good at something, I just hated it. I didn't want to participate in it. Mm-hmm. It was very discouraging to me. I thought I didn't have the God-given gift, so that wasn't my mm-hmm. path in like life. Math. And it, yeah, math is a great example. A lot of people, 
probably do the same thing that I did mm-hmm. with math. What's it's that? just not my God-given gift. Yeah, I'm just so stupid. It's not my God-given gift. No, math is hard for everyone. It's just some people decided to... Most people who are good at math just decided to uh, to practice earlier. Yeah. Or <laughs> they recognized that those people were... They can see the patterns within math and also it requires some type of interest. Because it's like a puzzle. Yeah. The only That's appealing true. part of a of math for me, and I'm not a big not a big math fan, is that it's like a puzzle. When I'm in the mood, I have to be in the mood for it. Basically, I can't say I hate it. I can't say I love it. I have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. It's just a puzzle to me. But that's, that's true. it. It's just uh, I can't even call it a hobby. If I gotta do it, I can find a way to make it enjoyable. And that's yeah. It. I found a way to make it enjoyable. I like learning math. It's just something you have to love, it seems, in schools nowadays. You I, have to, like, practice every day. Right. And I, I get so burnt out of that, the level of homework that you get. Yeah. Like, they'll say, well, do one through 99, do every other one, the odd ones. Yeah. They and don't even know And then they'll they add are. in, like, three or four even ones that don't have any answers anywhere you can't find their secret and they're testing your knowledge yeah and you're just like and they're gonna put those ones on the test yeah those are the ones yeah well in my opinion I think that teaching kids that you have a God given gift is not necessarily harmful like you can expand on that gift that you think you are you are destined for but in the end you're going to limit yourself and think that you can't do certain things that you definitely can do you'll get pigeonholed pigeonholed dude yeah never knew what that means you'll just think that oh I'm only good at this that's what I'm only allowed to do in life wow fortunately I was never taught that like my parents never said this is your god given gift yeah I never really thought about that until you asked that question just now are the talents that I have God given yeah I think so but I was never really I never really put much thought into it is it a nature versus nurture type argument was I born with it was it how I was raised the parent type of parenting I got was it the friends I had that influenced my interest that led to this talent or that talent I don't really know I have to think about that well, Barbie, artists yeah. tend to be pretty f- nuts. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It seems like it's a trend to where if you're extremely creative, you're extremely depressed, and you have wild ideas, and you're not necessarily straight edge at all. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of artists who get addicted to drugs and alcohol and they're like living in this other world it seems mm-hmm. where these linear thinkers are not and it's um, it's frustrating because you get a lot of resistance from it too they just go well, why don't you just people put things on you like <clears throat> Um, why don't you just get a degree? Why don't you have a degree yet? Why don't you have a bachelor's in this and that? Why aren't you this at this age or whatever? You should, why aren't you not in school? My son just graduated. Yeah. And he's your age. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see how that's possible considering what other people have done that I've seen. (laughs) Yeah. That's why um, we were talking about Elon Musk earlier. I think that his critics are people like that. They yeah. just see things as... Why aren't you formula, doing it how formulaic. we do it? Yeah. That's not how I would have done it. What, are you d- dumb? I would have gotten a focus group, and we've done some scientific studies and and concurred on things. and doesn't seem that you've done that whatsoever, sir. Uh, you're just basing everything off of conjectures and... I'm just hearing a lot of ballyhoo and, <laughs> and Molly Hua. <laughs> what are these words you're saying? 
But don't you feel that too? You're an artist. Don't you feel like immense anxiety because you have all this resistance and pressure from people? You know, Dude, I had a it. crazy talk recently with my father. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was and it was centralized around what we're talking about. And I said, I asked him, I was like, because I heard this um, recently, this thing called like the cowboy mentality. And it's like, I got my uh, gun, I got my horse, and I got my Bible. And I read my Bible and I follow the word of the Lord. And things that do not align with what I have read and the things that I believe, I will not participate in. Mm-hmm. That's how I live my life, and I get great serotonin and dopamine doses from this. Takes a big puff of his cigarillo. Yeah. And I told him about that, and I was like, I think that you have a brain. To my dad, I said, I think that you have a brain that's a lot like that. And I was like, I think that there's a lot of benefits to that things that I wish I had in my life like a lot of organization and um, like a very very clear goal that you're driven to succeed in and a routine too routines and like all those things that I have just none of because I choose to allow myself to be the person that I am Mm -hmm. and I told him, like, I think that you you have a lot of benefits that I admire to the person that you are, but I also think that I have a lot of benefits that you admire. And I talked about how, you know, he just doesn't think the same way that I think. And I told him that, like, the way that, because he's a, he's a very godly man so uh, I told him that if anything I think that your God values my type of brain because a lot of people have it and it's a very different type of way of thinking and just who I am cannot just accept the things that you say and that you believe it's just not going to happen and like it put into perspective just kind of the way that other people think for him mm-hmm. because he is that straightforward born in the 1960s mm-hmm. 70s or something <laughs> <laughs> uh, late 60s something, something like that um, but he does have that mindset that cowboy mindset and he's never been able to really, he's, I, to, I told him that I think that he pities me a lot, but he shouldn't because of what I just said, mm-hmm. that there's people who have avenues of thinking that lead to spectacular wonders of the world, mm-hmm. and uh, you never get to those by thinking straightforward, and you never get the dopamine that I get and the serotonin that I get from doing a paint stroke or playing a music key. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just different, you know. It's just very different ways of thinking. Like he always said that most of us are like the rest of us. And that is not true. <laughs> no. Not in the everyone's, slightest. Everyone's different. I think everyone it seems that way. Yeah, it does seem that way. I think that <clears throat> everyone is capable of genius, just like everyone is capable of losing weight. All the tools are there, but not everyone's going to use them. You got to do exactly what you know you want to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have enough self awareness to realize that. They have to recognize that, embark on that failure. To do what you want to do is essential to doing the things that you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Trying things that you think you might want to do 
Yeah. But you don't know. Yeah. I spent my whole 20s doing that. That's what 20s are for, dude. Trying shit that you don't know, you know what you want to do. Like and you, you think just... you want to do something. And, yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm grateful that I did do all that because now I know that I'm not a nurse or an electrical engineer, computer engineer, software engineer. I know I'm not any of those things. I never will be. I know that my number one focus is music. That's what I've loved ever since I was, you know, knew what music was and just like push it off because of what people used to say. You know, like you gotta go to school, you gotta get a degree, you gotta get, you know, six figures a year, gotta buy a house, gotta have children. And, um, you know, for a while I thought that was true. And a lot of, I got a lot of anxiety because I knew in my heart that <clears throat> that's not what I wanted right, right away. Yeah. I wanted to just write songs, you know. But, I let, you know, let other people's ideas get the best of me. And, you know, I figured out at the end of my 20s that that's just not what I want to do anymore. Well, if you think about any story ever, any success story, it's just somebody who was doing something, like, just complying with what they were supposed to do, and they were just like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. And they had a genuine product to offer. Because <coughs> there's a lot of people who... They think that they're whatever they're doing is genuine, but it might be one of those failures. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we're doing right now might be that, mm-hmm. and I'm perfectly okay with that. Me too, because <laughs> it's fun, and we and haven't sure failed yet. I'm we're sure doing exactly both what of we us have. Do. You've had an experience with that. I've had experience with that. With knowing that failure though hard in the moment when it happens brings about greater things and it brings about wisdom and experience that you cannot get in a book or you cannot get in a YouTube video you know like and maybe we for are, example the end of your five year relationship brought you things that you would never have retained reading a book or watching a video yeah for or a sure movie or something you can only get that wisdom from actually experiencing it. One of those things was like sympathy and like empathy for people who are going through something that like is just, it's not life or death, but it's like extremely sad and traumatizing. And like you have to, you go to work every fucking day and things at home just happen and like you gotta keep going to work you just gotta and like a lot of people give up and don't and lose their job but like there's people who just keep going to work and like keep doing what they've done every single day and they just like act like everything's okay Mm -hmm. and I've I've picked up so much from going through a horrible breakup and just having to go to work every single day just miserable Mm -hmm. and now I look around at like the people who are working with me and I'm like they could be going through some shitty ass stuff right now and somebody's acting bitter or a customer is acting bitter and it's like they could have just come from a horrible situation and it's something you hear all the time. Mm-hmm. You hear, especially at Starbucks or like anywhere, anywhere you go to work, it's just like, you need to have sympathy for the customer. They may be coming from a horrible situation. It's just, you just never know. And it never hits you until you have to go through that. Mm-hmm. I remember countless days going to work and having to push down the problems of my personal life to just make it through the day, make it through the nine hours that I'm there, you know, one hour lunch (laughs) where I scream and cry in my car. Um, so many days doing that and just, yeah, that's a great point. 
then you look at other people that you ask them how their day's going and there's that like split second pause where they are about to say shitty but they actually go it's going good yeah. and you see the pain in their eyes <laughs> like uh, today someone at work he didn't do that exactly but I asked him like hey man how thing, how's how things going with you and he's like well you know getting through it ugh <laughs> Yeah. It sucks, dude. I'm sorry. Whereas before, I was just like, oh, nice. Yeah, me too, dude. It's, ru- it's hey, rough out are, there. Things are, you know, having a good day, but life's, you know, living. Woke up today. Same thing for the last five years, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, woke up, have a job to go to. <laughs> Kill me now. Like, yeah, please. well, my life's hell, so. Just broke up with someone I love very much and, you know, saw the next 70 years with them and now they're gone and I'm at work now. So let's make some coffee. (laughs) Pull out a gun. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. The grass is always greener. (laughs) They're (laughs) sighing. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, dude. Kanye's dropping a new album today. So, uh, I really hope that comes out soon. You should check on the 411 on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm right now on Spotify. See if it's on there. Let me get through a couple more topics, dude. Okay, so, uh, artists are crazy. That's what we're uh, discussing. They are. Kanye West, crazy. That dude has do some... You, uh, do you have anyone in mind that you think... Any artists that you think are crazy... That are underrated or misunderstood. That everyone, that maybe, like one part of the question is, who's underrated? Other part of the question is, who's someone that you think is a genius but is misunderstood and written off as something else? So anyone that comes to mind like that? It'd probably have to be, like, some sort of musical artist that everybody thinks is odd. I don't know. It's a hard one. Okay. We can come back to that. (laughs) How do you think these people change the world? The crazy artists. I think like people like Kanye and Kanye West, or Kanye West and Elon Musk and Steve Jobs, how they improve the world in a, a real way, not just making things more convenient. Well, like, I don't know. How much does Leonardo da Vinci change the world with his art? And like, how long will that type of art be valued you know like how long will Kanye West be valued I think that if you're talking about like Elon Musk his what's up I think that they'll be valued always because they are milestones they're the people that broke the mold you know what I mean yeah I think that's true like, but, people, like artists will come along that maybe have painted better than them, invented better starships, have released more hit albums than they have, but they will always be remembered because they were the ones that changed things. Yeah, Steve Jobs just made cool stuff, but he also somehow infused and embedded um, human elements to... Apple products. You know what I mean? And that's now how devices are made. How is how does that how do we make it so humans can connect to it in a way that's anthropomorphic in a way? Human like. What's up? <laughs> Give me a look. I'm sorry, dude. My <laughs> brain just went everywhere. <laughs> Spill it out. No, I just think of like, um, 
Maybe uh, I'm still thinking of your last question. I think Jimi Hendrix is a big figure of like people who were misunderstood. Because like even now he's still pretty underground. People yeah. loved him, but like he wasn't the Beatles. Mm-hmm. He performed at like Woodstock. He was like a big figure in a few concerts, mm-hmm. and he died, which made him a legend. If you think about it, you can probably. There's three songs of his that most people only know those. Mm-hmm. And if you, but only his diehard fans, his cult fans, know everything about him and know why he was so important. Not that he just made these three great songs. Yeah. He was just. Like Hey Joe, All on the Watchtower. He went so hard. Like, mm-hmm. all those people, they were like, I don't know. They weren't, uh, they weren't fucking lighting their guitars on fire and shit. Nobody was doing that. And he just decided that I want to smash this thing in the middle of this concert and just light it on fire. Just because... It's like a sacrificial offering to the gods. I don't know. It was uh, it was something that was underrated and still is underrated. And I see them trying to push out documentaries, but they don't they don't cling. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Like he's, some would say he's overrated. He's not like you hear a, a lot Freddie of, Mercury. You hear a lot of the same songs on the radio, but he's not celebrated. Mm-mm. He's not in, like in Freddie same, Mercury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. I like that. Have you heard Third Stone from the Sun by him? I don't know. I'm going to show you after this, after this episode. It's a good song. I remember when I was a, a teenager, my dad told me about that song. I listened to it, and I thought, I need to try LSD. <laughs> I was like a 16, 17-year-old. I was like, this song makes me want to just experience a different consciousness. Yeah. <clears throat> and I got the same feeling with um, uh, what's her name Pink Floyd same kind of feeling well I mean back to the same yeah Pink Floyd is great love him just want to make that point real quick but another f- person who's very misunderstood is Kanye West and like I hated that man I loved the Heartless I loved like back in junior high these I don't know, when was that? Like 2007, 2006, I think. Stuff like uh, Graduation and all these albums that he came out with at that time were so good. And I think he became so misunderstood through this whole like political era. Mm -hmm. People just lost sight of the fact that this guy produces insane beats and just one day was working in his uh, basement and a year later just everybody knew who he was mm-hmm. he was producing like with some of the biggest artists there was and I don't know he, uh, he was working in his basement and somebody told him to start singing to the beats he was making and he did and Look at him now. I don't know. I'm super excited for the album. Me too. <laughs> seen, I'm just giddy. Over I've it. seen little clips of it and stuff, and I, I hope it delivers. I'm, I'm almost scared that it disappoints me. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't see a way that it would, just based on like the Sunday service videos I've seen. How could it not, be on that level? You know. He's just been going through something lately. Mm-hmm. He's on something. I'm so like excited to see what he produced yeah. out of this weird little, I don't know, this weird little phase he's going through. He, he performed it in Detroit, and a lot of, like I was saying when we weren't recording, um, what was he saying? A lot of people that a lot of people that have seen the album performed or played for them in Detroit have lauded it they loved it mm-hmm. so yeah I think I'm gonna be okay 
Well, let's see if it's posted yet. Have you checked? I have a couple times. Alright, let's refresh it. Refreshing. Still not out on Spotify. Uh, Hate to see it. Well, it was a good talk. Well, I hope while I'm at work tomorrow, I'll be able to listen to it. Hey, you got work early, my boy. Yeah, 3 a.m., and that's okay. Yeah. Well, today, I think we hit all my points. That's good. I have one last question for you, if you don't mind. What's up? As an artist, what is the most frustrating thing you have to deal with? For example... Deciding whether or not to be an artist or not. <laughs> I think that's how everybody is. Like, yeah. Should I try to make money? And then if they do decide to do that, they're like, should I keep doing this? And then the decision of whether to keep doing it is pretty much decided on whether they make money or not. Mm -hmm. And then once they make money, it's like, wow, I've reached this level of fame that I don't know if I want mm -hmm. anymore. And a yeah. lot of them die. <laughs> from overdosing. So, uh, yeah. If you're thinking about being an artist, don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A lot of anxiety. And you know what? You and I both work in retail, so that is, that gives way to a lot of small talk, and one of the, you know, things most asked in a small talk conversation is what you're going to be doing in life, mm -hmm. what your career choice is, and I find that when I tell people that I make music, it's either like, Oh, cool, or... Oh. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, um, interesting. Oh, really? So don't date my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my daughter just got accepted to USC. She's going to be going to school. To yeah. school. Getting a degree. Yeah. And like a real adult. Yeah. And she'll be a lawyer. And you know, it's so funny, because the other day, I was I was sitting there making coffee... And I listen to this conversation that's going on next to me by these, because I live in a, or I uh, work in a business district and these people are talking about how, yeah, I work in uh, logistics, um, pretty much just shelling out different products to different companies uh, based off of revenue, um, you know, Ugh. deciding whether or not, like, Certain companies, I just wanted to blow my brains out. He's talking to this girl, this very attractive girl. Who's just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I hope I never in my life mm -hmm. am that boring. Right. Like, at least I'm doing the things I want to do. <laughs> yeah. At least I have exactly. that going for me. Like, you have a few extra bucks, but it, at least I don't go home and, <laughs> I don't know, probably put a... 45 in my mouth every night <laughs> yeah going to Disneyland and Europe every now and again can only last so long in excitement yeah and it's like I was thinking about that earlier when you were talking about how I forgot what you were talking about but I was like I like what a world it would be if you just went along with everything that everybody wanted you to do yeah like you would be probably just in some cubicle somewhere tomorrow wishing you were doing this tonight mm -hmm. <laughs> I think those are the people that complain at retail stores and cause trouble and come in looking pissed off those are the people who are truly angry mm -hmm. they're not doing what they want to do yep and that's where the genuineness comes and that's where the people I don't know, come to listen to what you have to offer, you know. We, uh, we putting out, we're putting out genuine content that we enjoy to make. Just like Jimi Hendrix lit his guitar on fire genuinely yeah. because it's what he wanted to do. We got a window into his soul. <laughs> uh, this is a good podcast, man. This was. Big time. Uh, I hit all my topics. You hit all yours. Let's wrap this shit Let's up. Let's wrap it up. Hey. Man.
Tom and Topher, hit us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we love you guys. God bless you guys. SoundCloud. Spotify. Spotify. We're on a lot now. Google Google, Google Play. Google Play. App, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Snapple Podcasts. Um, yeah. God bless you guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Tommy out. Peace out. Good night. Don't listen to the haters. Thank <laughs> you.